Here are four words that many health-conscious eaters dread. High fructose corn syrup. But is it really bad for you, or does it just have a bad reputation? Michael Moss is the author of Salt, Sugar, Fat, How the Food Giants Hooked Us. And he's answering some of our questions about sugar substitutes for this week's Last Chance Foods. Welcome back to WNYC, Michael. Thanks. Great to be here. So what's your take on high fructose corn syrup, uh, which the industry tried to get dubbed corn sugar? (laughs) You know, you can almost feel sorry for them because they're the ones who came up with the word high fructose corn syrup way back when, when it started to get popular. One of the misnomers, though, is that it's not really much higher in fructose than table sugar. It has about the same amount of ratios. And so they have been struggling recently, especially to sort of get out of that yoke because more and more people are becoming concerned about fructose as the component that maybe is more troublesome than other other sweeteners by itself. Um, so they've been trying. So this has been this behind-the-scenes battle between table sugar, right, from cane and beets versus high-fructose corn syrup from from corn. And I have to say, when you talk to the experts, they will say that when it comes to calories and nutrition, sugar is sugar is sugar. And it even gets worse because they'll throw in fruit juice as well as being almost an identically difficult sort of thing, sugar content to have for you. But isn't that reductionist though, Michael? I I remember reading Michael Pollan's book, Omnivore's Dilemma, where he talks about this. It's very reductionist to say sugar is sugar. That leads to protein is protein, which has led combined animal farm operations to grind up their dead chickens and feed them back to live chickens arguing, you know, hey, protein is protein. Well, you can look at high fructose corn syrup from other vantage points. You can ask the question, do we really want American agriculture devoting so many acres, almost 100 million acres, to growing field-type corn that goes to ethanol and also high fructose corn? You can ask that question. But from a pure nutrition standpoint, if you're just looking at calories and the effect that sugars have on your body, heart disease, there, there doesn't seem to be, at least at this point, much difference between the two. And, but basically, it's, it's, it's that neither is worse for you than the other. I mean, that's the way nutritionists would look at it. What should consumers know about the corn and sugar industries? Uh, often one or the other funds research supporting their products. How do we as discerning media consumers sort out good science about the benefits of high fructose corn syrup versus the benefits of beet sugar, for example. How do we sort out that research? You know, it's really difficult. Much of it is funded by the industry, and you don't always learn that, even from journals and media reports. That's sort of one issue. They are funding sort of these pseudo-public interest groups to sort of promote their cause. That's really difficult. One of the most difficult things for consumers is looking at the package label, the nutrition fact. Box, right? It tells you how much saturated fat you should be getting in a day. It tells you how much sodium you should be getting in a day. But there's a big blank spot next to the sugar. It'll tell you the total amount of sugar in the product, but it doesn't give you any advice over what the maximum should be. And the reason for that? Lobbying by the industry. And the really startling fact is that most of us are getting way more sugar than health advocates uh, uh, urge us to be eating. So uh, rule of thumb on 
high fructose corn syrup, avoid it, avoid any added sugars, or is a little okay, everything in moderation? You're the last group to issue recommendations. American Heart Association said, look, we're getting – we're eating on average 22 teaspoons of added sugar a day per person. We should be getting as little as six teaspoons depending on your gender and your age and you can work forward from that. There have been some recent health studies showing that any more than that, you are increasing the chance of fatal heart disease. Wow. Michael Moss is a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist for The New York Times. He's the author of Salt, Sugar, Fat, How the Food Giants Hooked Us. Thanks for coming by today, Michael. Great to be with you. Learn more on our website, WNYC.org. This is WNYC. 